Hey, nomads. It is week eight of 2024. And we are the United Digital Nomads. Hello, you are listening to the United Digital Nomads. My friends call me LP. In this episode, I am hanging out with Brock Busby. So in the last four years in particular, many, many people have had the opportunity, maybe for the first time in their careers, to consider the following thought. Look, I can work from anywhere. Where would I like to live? or at least have as a home base. And as we are all very well aware, thousands of people have chosen Asheville for the answer to that question. And they choose this area for many reasons, many reasons which we have learned even through these conversations recorded for this podcast. Now, Brock landed here in Asheville a few years ago. And coming up, he will explain his why. Why did he move to Asheville? Why did he choose Asheville over a short list of potential destinations? He brings that up in this conversation, and the answer is interesting and yet not surprising. So stay tuned and check that out. And as always, I like to say that you may hear terms in the conversation like AVL Digital Nomads or AVLDN. And just keep in mind that the AVL Digital Nomads is the, the original idea, which has now become an expanded vision known as the United Digital Nomads. And so with that, I give you a conversation with Brock Busby. Brock Busby is here in the house. What up? On the cloud. What's going on, LP? And we decided last minute, since this is the very first recording for this podcast, yeah. that we are going to feature a local beverage. So you and I walked from my place over to Barrio. Yeah, down here favorite. In the South yep. Slope. And I picked up a dry hopped pilsner called Ritual Anonymity. How is it? It's, I, I've gotten in and out of consciousness. <laughs> That's that's how you want your beer. Absolutely, something that takes you to another plane. <laughs> so I got I picked up the the slaughter and artistic expression, which is a double IPA with mango and passion fruit, and it's delicious. So and shout out Burial. Shout out to Burial, and for the eight percent beer, <laughs> which gonna is, make, is gonna make this is gonna make this conversation fantastic. Fantastic in in many ways. Yeah. Also, um, I'll put some uh, links to Burial and possibly these beers if I can find. A product page. Yeah. Burial sponsor us. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. All right. So this is uh, the very first recording for the United Digital Nomads podcast. And um, I want to say thank you so much, Brock, for... Uh, sure. Happy to do it. Thanks for putting it together. Here's the scene. Imagine we're both at a Digital Nomads event. Okay. An AVL DN event. This is my first ever DN event. And I approach you to introduce myself. Yeah. So, Brock, I see on your name tag, it says Brock. What's your story? Well, LP, very nice to meet you. 
And I would, I would probably ask in some pleasantries, like, is this your first event? And, and tell you about like ABL digital nomads, like, you know, thanks for coming. This is a, a you know, a social group for remote workers. I like to take it back. So I moved here from New York city, essentially. I was in New York city for like 21 years. I'm originally from Charlotte high school, college in Dallas. Uh, and as many people did during the pandemic, started to really reevaluate hmm. their priorities. And I started looking at like what is important to me. And I love New York City, but at a certain point, it was a place I was just living and I had my close group of friends. And that's really like what it came down to. Sure. And I think it came down to relationships, um, which really made me start to think about like my relationships with my family, being close to the family thinking about myself in the future, where I'm going to be. Um, Cause like, you know, I'm, I'm single, I'm not married, like all those sorts of things. At the end of the day, like family kind of comes down to it. But at the same time, it was also like, you know, what do I want out of life? And, and in New York city, things are not as approachable, like buying a home and having a livelihood and just getting involved in a community. It's just much more harder. And like I said, don't get me wrong. New York city is an amazing place. And so I spent about a year between here and then hopping around different cities. Mm. I went to like Raleigh, Durham, did Charleston, did Austin. Um, and again, all those places were specific because it was close to family. And, and also a place where I thought like I could work remotely because I work in technology. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a product manager, project manager, do a lot of strategy uh, for like creative agencies in the day and had my own startup. But again, like I, I wanted to find a place close to family. And then my last place was Asheville. And what was interesting when I was here, it checked off a lot of boxes. Just smaller town. Traffic wasn't insane. There was a culture here. There was a music scene. Um, but what was really striking to me is like when I got on and looked for groups and people and social groups to meet or network, right? Um, I was on meetup.com and I saw lots of different things going on, which was very different from other cities, right? right? Asheville had a lot going on. And I think that has a lot to do with probably the different groups of people coming here. You have retirees. I think it also attracts people who are also in a mindset of wanderlust or holistic and more spiritual. And so there's kind of more of the sense of community. But then I also saw when I was here that for the month I, I stayed here was was AVL Digital Nomads. Hmm. And I saw it and I was like, huh. I was like, that's really, really interesting. And, I, and they had over 400 members. And immediately I was like, in a town of about 100,000 people, to see this little group that had 400 members and they say digital nomads. And then I saw so the tagline, like social group for remote workers. I was really like, I have not seen this anywhere else. I was like, that could be a group that seems like-minded like myself. Sure. Uh, and a place to like meet people. Cause that was also a concern of mine, right? Like moving on and like really close friends who have fostered like good relationships over 12 years. And as we all know, as we get older, it's harder to make meaningful relationships. Exactly. And, um, and so, and what was amazing was that like, I saw during that time, that month I was there, I couldn't make it to the monthly meetup they had at a brewery. And I saw there was about 150 people who RSVP'd. And that really struck me. I was like, holy shit, like that's a lot of people. Um, Great engagement. 
Yeah, great engagement, right? And I just I just meant like here's a group who is hungry to meet other people, and so I left. Um, About what time was? So this was year and a half ago, so June of twenty twenty two. Sure. And um, yeah, twenty twenty two, and and so I went back, and so my parents live in Greensboro, and so they graciously let me kind of like stay there as I was in between places between New York and where I was trying to figure out where I was going. But I remember I put together like a whole list of like kind of the pros and cons of where I wanted to be. And actually it came down to like, I was thinking Durham and Asheville, but think something that really stuck with me was again, I kept coming back to seeing that there was this group who was like me, like again, this whole digital nomadic, you know, lifestyle, and again, a group of people looking to do things. And that was the other thing I also noticed was that, like, not only were they just doing a monthly meetup and having drinks and, and meeting one another, people doing book clubs. They were doing, you know, other activities. And, and just with that name, and I thought that was fantastic. Fast forward to almost a year ago when I moved here, uh, March of 2023, Digital Nomads had a little over 1,000 people at that point. Mm-hmm. So not even like nine months, eight months, they grew like another 600 members. Explosive. Explosive. And then now, what? What? where is it now? Like over 2,000 people, 2,200. 2, yeah, which is insane, Plus. which is insane. And like, um, and I think that just says a lot about just people yearning to make connections and social connections with people. Um, and like myself. And so ultimately, like, I remember I got here that March... I made it a priority to go to the first meetup. Um, and the first person I met was, was Sarah. Uh, she was waiting at the door uh, with the name tags. And she was so friendly to me and, uh, and, and made it feel very welcoming and very inclusive. And I met a lot of people immediately. And then, um, and then all of a sudden I saw there was a co-op working day. And that's when I met Stacy, you know, awesome. our good friend Stacy. and. Stacey. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And Corey and, you know, uh, actually I think I met Corey at the first meetup. Anyways, my my point is, is that it it was a very welcoming group. It, it, it allowed me to instantly kind of like engage with the community and felt like I had a home. Um, and even though like, I know the group is open to many people. Um, ultimately I can say like, that was a big draw for me to Asheville. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, like Asheville has many things going for it. And like one of the big things is that like I found things are accessible, like we were saying, like getting involved and getting involved in your community. Um, but also more importantly, like just people are so friendly here. Right. Like in a genuine way. Agreed. Versus other cities. So that's kind of like my story in terms of, I think, bringing me here to Asheville, getting involved in digital nomads. Um, but now part of my story is like I'm, you know, Again, looking to foster new meaningful relationships and a new job and things like that and kind of like start, start a new chapter of my life here in Asheville. You may have actually already answered this, mm-hmm. but what's your favorite thing about Asheville? Oh, man, that's, that's actually pretty tough. I think like one thing that, I mean, there's a lot of things I love about Asheville. This is going to sound, one of the petty things is like the, the fact that I can drive anywhere in 10 minutes is amazing. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's, it's really beautiful. Also, take it, take it from me. I didn't own a car for 21 years. I lived in New York City. I didn't have to have a car. Yep. So this was always in my mind. 
I would have to like own a car. And I was like, I loved Austin back in the day, but I knew Austin back in the 90s. It didn't really have much traffic. And then going back and spending two months there in 2021, sorry, 2022, it, it was terrible. And I was like, this is not a way to live. I was right. like, why would I leave? I was living in Brooklyn and, and come to Austin um, for many reasons, but that was like a big deterrent. But I think it, it is the fact that I really enjoyed not only just getting to know the people, but there's a culture here. Right. There's food. There's music. There's art. And in a city the size of 100,000 people, and the fact that, like, you can get to know people and you feel like, hey, what are you doing? You need help or, like, just getting involved. Honestly, I find that very difficult to find yeah. in many, many places. Yeah, I agree. You know, interestingly for me, that with this being like ninety-five thousand people, or yeah. just say a hundred thousand, the quality of the musicianship is incredible. Yeah. Let alone the volume of musicians slash bands and venues, but the quality of the musicianship to me is downtown Chicago, downtown New York. Yeah, I mean, just and and very humble and approachable musicians too, which is part of the Asheville culture. As well. I would agree, and like it's funny because like. Um, uh, I have a friend, uh, his name's Ben Balmer. He mm -hmm. moved here from Austin. He's a singer-songwriter. He's fantastic. Um, really, really talented musician. And and I've met other people who've moved up from Austin because of the fact that, like, there's a quality of life here and it opens up doors to other opportunities. Right. Like, he found, he's, he, ha he now has a harmonica sponsor. Amazing. Because you know? he, he plays guitar and harmonica as well. And um, and I'm finding that there's a lot of quality top people who have been moving here, uh, who have already established themselves here, and like you wouldn't think about it, like being in Western North Carolina and the Appalachians, where bluegrass and um, you know folk really is king here. But like you get a little Johns on Monday Tuesday night and just fantastic sets of local musicians playing jazz, and it's like really good quality music yeah I, I don't know like you go to many many other cities of size and you just do not have that caliber of, of talent yeah and i think you're i think you meant little jumbo right yes little jumbo thank you i always call Shout it little, little jumbo. jumbo it's all good <laughs> Shout out little jumbo just a little j on on monday night jazz find it yeah so i'm gonna flip it a little bit okay. here and ask you if you were mayor of Asheville for one day, what challenge Oof. would you address? That's a good one. Uh, you know what's interesting to me? I mean, look, there. I'm going to keep it light. The one thing that really did shock me about Asheville initially coming here was that, like, there's amazing hiking and nature all around us. But to really go find, like, really nice hikes and parks, in my opinion, is, like, still outside the city. And sure, we have greenways, we have parks here. I think there's a lot more that we could do to kind of make like the French Broad and other city parks more of a destination for people. Sure, I would love to kind of see about increasing some of that. Um, you know, again, just along the waterfront there or in the center park. And to me, it's like that old mentality of like roads were built by engineers from behind the steering wheel. Um, and I guess it's maybe because I got spoiled in New York City, like seeing Brooklyn Bridge Park be developed like from one pier to the other and what they did to develop that. 
But that was the thing. They, they actually had developers, like Bloomberg created this whole thing. They had developers pay for half the park's development when they were building these buildings alongside the park. I'm not saying that's what Asheville needs to Interesting do. Interesting approach, for sure. Absolutely. But what it did, it created a whole community area for people to come and, and be active and like some small restaurants and stuff like came up on it. And I think that just building more of that infrastructure within the city would be a, a big boom to um, some additional quality of life. Right. Um, but again, like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of that. It's already happening, but for some reason I'd kind of sense that there would be a little bit of a stronger sense of kind of areas for people to congregate. Right. And, and, and have that kind of, uh, that, that lifestyle, uh, like within parks and things like that. Agreed. So you did a good job as a mayor. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> but it. I'm going to take you back to your previous day job. Okay. You gave us some great background on how you got here. How long have you been a remote worker? That's a good question. So I think the last day that I had a full-time job like a, in a traditional sense, it was 2016. I okay. left a creative agency, a Digitas, who I was working with. Um, I had a startup, which was still full-time. Um, that was like video gaming communities. That was super fun. Went to E3, was working with Activision for a bit, like doing a, a lot of things to kind of get that off the ground. And, and I had an office at WeWork and stuff like in Dumbo and blah, blah, blah. But like around 2018... I went and started consulting and freelancing. And so really since then I started like getting back in like that. And that was like, again, to sense of like pay the bills. Like I was like focusing on these things. So really about 2018 is when I started like working remotely to a degree. Yeah. And that was like, uh, so I think in 2018, like my first gig was about six months, like a Virgin Voyages. And that was down in Florida. And so I was kind of like flying back and forth every other week but working remotely with them. Uh, and ever since then, I've been like kind of freelancing remotely. So I was already doing that even before the pandemic happened. Sure. Right. And I think like what Rick has done that did so well, he was just like, dude, I work remotely, but I don't have an office to, for social connection. How, how, what can I do to like meet some other people here? And that just blossoms into like what it is today. So I guess it's like 2018. I've been like working remote and um, I still plan to do it. I mean, I think it's, there's a big push for hybrid and, uh, you know, I, I think the old days of going back and working in an office, I think people are much more productive when they're happy. Right. Um, you know, there's been a worry that like, if I'm looking for a full-time job now and where the opportunity is, like I can imagine if you're in your twenties and thirties, right? Like you're still growing your career. You're still want to learn. You still want to create social connections. So having an office, having a, a community is important. Um, but nowadays it's kind of like, no, I want to have like a life. So I don't think I need to necessarily move to New York, move to San Francisco to be able to, to be forced to do that and like work and live, you right. know, I think you can have both, which is why I like, you know, I think Asheville like worked out to be a great place because it, it offers so much in those terms of, of, of livelihood and career opportunities, right. working remotely, you know. Actually, I have a question for you. So I know you're saying your research and whatnot, because like you're a big music guy and stuff. Right. And we're, you know, we're talking about me. I want a little bit about you. Like maybe ask you, like, what was the difference between like ultimately choosing Asheville? Yeah, good question. So my priority was climate. 
Mm. Because of that, I knew that I wanted to be in the Southeast because I like four seasons. Yeah. I just want them to be evenly distributed. I came from Milwaukee, was there four years, loved it. I love Milwaukee. Shout out Milwaukee. I'll put a link to Milwaukee in the show notes. Just kidding. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> no one knows what Milwaukee no one, is. No one knows. Yeah. It's, a, it's under the radar. But yeah. no, it's, it's in the Midwest, and you can get five to six months where you can't plan anything outside. Right. And so I just decided when life presented an opportunity for me to, to put it on pause and, and go anywhere else, and so I just knew I wanted to be somewhere down here in the north, or I'm sorry, the southeast. Yeah. And then, because I had been here on vacation in 2020, and just since, and by the way, this is three months into the pandemic, it's three weeks after George Floyd, the town was, you know, essentially hunkered down, there was plywood up, spray painted um, all through the downtown, but there were still some places, restaurants, breweries, because this was in June, where you could sit outside, have a meal, have a beer, have a cider, whatever, and it was just still in talking with the locals and the energy in the in mm-hmm. in the city the creativity that you can see from the graffiti and the different kinds of architecture and in the river arts district we were able to walk around i mean driving home after a week of vacationing here about half the way home i was thinking how do i get back here and by the way there's also the same number of breweries here as there is in milwaukee a, a city six Isn't times that insane <laughs> it's, well, it's like it, i mean okay so can I say you, you live in the South Slope? You can't. You can bleep that out if you want. <laughs> but like, what is it? There's like 36 breweries and like, what is it? Like two square mile? Yeah. Not, no, that's not even that. It's like maybe like one square mile of like, it's like, it's insane. Yeah. I was here the first two weeks of June 2020 staying in a back house in Kenilworth. And I think that was right after George Floyd too. So I think you and I might have been here. About the same time serendipitous that's kind of crazy that's cool because i remember thinking the same thing i was like this is a cool town but i remember walking around like uh i guess it was lexington and probably biltmore Abbey. like lots of it was all boarded up yep because like you know some of the riots were happening um there's still tons of that news going on it was very and that's the other thing i I like about Asheville a lot it's a very inclusive town Mm -hmm. i do like the fact that everyone seems to to love everyone here and, and and um and accepting of, of all people. But it's kind of crazy to think like you're not, cause I, I did the same thing. I walked down, I was like, Oh, River Arts District. That sounds neat. And I walked down there and like walked around. Of course I had a mask on, you know, um, it only why saw... I didn't recognize you. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> well, also I had like really long hair. Oh really? No, I'm kidding. Dude, <laughs> can you see my hair? I have like zero hair. Okay. That's why I wear a hat all the time. Crazy. We'll have to talk more about that. The fact that we were, sure, yeah. we were like, Probably we do. tooling around about the same time. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a standout success story that happened because of an AVLDN event or AVLDN connection? Well, I think the one thing that's happening right now that I'm excited about is um, Julio Barros. Uh, shout out Julio. Uh, he asked recently, and I just got involved, and we're going to be putting on an AI conference this summer. So July 18th and 19th. Uh, we have a small team, um, and we're putting on an, called AI in Production. That's the current name. Nice. We're trying to find where AI intersects between strategy and production in terms of, like, tech-heavy. So our audience is going to be, like, 
technical directors and product managers and, and developers and just trying to do something small here. And I see it as an opportunity personally for me. And I've, I've been kind of like putting together like a whole kind of vision. And I want to start talking to Jeff Kaplan and uh, Venture Asheville and maybe the mayor's office and stuff like that. It's like, how can we take this content that we're creating, this conference, how can we leverage this as a way to attract people? But then what are the messages that we can also retain people who are looking at Asheville and growing a tech and startup community here? Right. Beautiful. So now don't get me wrong. We do have a tech and startup community here. But if you ask anyone, they'd be like, oh, it's small. Actually, I think it's, it's pretty good. And there's actually a lot of talent here. Because again, same thing. Yeah. They have moved here, which is also bringing venture capital, it's bringing investment, things like that. But I think like Jeff Kaplan and like you know the you know, Chamber of Commerce here, they're all trying to figure out how to like bring it together. Right. My idea is like kind of take a page out of like Austin, like hey, let's start doing stuff and attach it to AVL Fest. Let's do stuff and attach it to other events and like bring awareness to Asheville. Like hey, this is a really cool town to be and live in. Um, and there's some cool people here and the whole idea is like increased quality of living for all, um, figure out different ways. Like my idea is like if some company opened a small office here, like 20 to 30 people within like three years or five years, which is actually a long time away right. of our efforts, that to me is success. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. My thing is like, like we also just got to figure out again, like the affordable housing aspect. How do we bring in, you know, other jobs and things like that, and just start to create an infrastructure and a industry here outside of just, and it's nothing against hospitality and tourism, um, but that's historically what the city's been known for, right. and I think it, Asheville is much more than that. Agreed. This has been. Enlightening, by the way, Brock. I appreciate your time. No, this has been great. I appreciate you asking me. I'm happy to be first. Uh, you know, I'll uh, work with you to get some of your, you know, contact information if you want to put sure, it the, sure. some links in the show notes. Then people will find their yeah. their way. If to someone needs you. a high flying product strategy guy in the digital space, uh, you know, I'm all ears. Love it. <laughs> thanks, Brock Busby. Or thanks, LP. That is a wrap for episode three, week eight of 2024. Thank you, Brock, for sharing your story, for sharing your time. And listeners, you'll find a link to Brock's LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Also, shout out to Burial for the two great beers that set a special kind of tone for our conversation Look for a link to Burial in the show notes. Up next week, a conversation with the Shelly Sullivan. There are links in the show notes to the United Digital Nomads meetup group. And by the way, if you are in the Asheville area, we would love to see you at an event. There are other links as well to things related to the Nomads. So check that out in the show notes. And finally, as always, thank you wherever you are in the world, for listening to this, the United Digital Nomads podcast.
So last question for you. Sure. Can you recall a funny or maybe embarrassing story that takes place at an AVLDN event? I mean, I do have one. I can tell you later. But like... <laughs> okay. I mean, it's more like... It's...